The opinions voiced in the show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and tax advisor or financial advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Private Advisor Group, a registered investment advisor. Private Advisor Group and Warwick Valley Financial Advisors are separate entities from LPL Financial. Good morning and welcome to From Wall Street to Main Street. I'm Ken Ford, president and founder of Warwick Valley Financial Advisors, and I am your host this morning. If you're tuning into the show for the first time, the goal of the program is to provide you with information that will help you make better decisions regarding your personal finances. We will discuss various ways to protect and accumulate your wealth. We're located in the Clock Tower building at 65 Main Street. You, we, you can give us a call, 981-7300. Any questions, you can call in the show, 651-1110. And today, we are going to be talking more about protecting your wealth. I have Valerie Zamiti from Zamiti Law, who specializes in estate planning, administration, elderly law. Good morning, Valerie. Morning, Ken. How's everything? Very good, thank you. And congratulations to you. I heard the good news. We've got another one on the way. <laughs> we do indeed. Great, thank another you. addition to the Zamiti family. <laughs> yes, we're growing uh, rapidly. So today, if you want to just give a little background about your practice, and then the topic of the show is really beneficiary designations on various accounts that you may have, the do's and the don'ts, and what mistakes investors and individuals might be making. Sure. Just to give you a brief background on myself, I am an attorney licensed in New York and New Jersey. I also carry an MBA and a master's of tax. Uh, my LLM. LLM. What's an LLM? LLM? Well, it's something in Latin, but it's a master's of tax uh, in law, uh, which I obtained from NYU several years back. But my, my practice area is specialized in estate planning. I do help with the administration after individuals pass, uh, elder law, special needs, some business law, so on. Uh, And that's been my focus since I started practicing eight years ago. What made you get into just the the estate planning, which we call a TNA lawyer, trust and estates and elderly? What? Why did we focus on that? My background, uh, specifically, back uh, even from my undergraduate years at UVA, was math-based. Uh, I was always interested in the transactional work. And um, when it came down to it, it was going the route of helping families uh, transition their uh, life's earnings through the generations as best as possible by avoiding taxes, or doing some merger and acquisitions for big companies. <laughs> And I chose the route that I thought would be more appropriate for me. So paying less taxes, leaving more money to your loved ones, that is what we're going to try to accomplish today. And specifically, naming a beneficiary, the things that we need to know. Everybody has, majority of people probably have a life insurance policy. They will have some type of retirement account, which would be employee-sponsored, be a um, 401k, 403b, 457s. They may have an annuity, um, life insurance, number of other ways that you could just name. And why do we do this? Why, you know, why do they put all of these 
into these particular accounts and policies and everything else? Well, you do want to have diversification uh, among your assets. Uh, obviously, we're working for many years. That's typically a benefit that, yeah. uh, well, not typically, I shouldn't say that, not anymore. Uh, many professionals do have some sort of retirement plan through their employment uh, at bigger companies. And uh, it's a good way to safeguard for their family in the future. It is a delay of taxed uh, income. However, uh, we do have to address the taxation of those things when someone passes and how it gets treated uh, on the latter end of things. Now, naming a beneficiary, obviously I'm married, I have two children, so, you know, without thinking about it, I am going to put my wife and then secondary or contingent beneficiaries is the terminology, right? Then yes. we got a, what, tertiary beneficiaries as well? They don't typically. It's usually the, the primary and contingent, yes. Um. So I would normally name the kids. So let's let's just start from the top on, you know, the what do we need to know when you're sitting down, you set up a you, you might have one or you may set one up an IRA. What should we be thinking about first and foremost? Well, first of all, I I want to address that there is a general belief uh, among the public as well as many professionals that Beneficiary designated assets, those you just named, the retirement assets, the life insurance, that they sort of take care of themselves after someone passes, because again, you have a beneficiary listed, and they don't have to go through the probate process through the court. That's not necessarily true. You do want to structure the beneficiary designations properly, and you want to consider how the rules, which there are many with, with regard to retirement assets, how those affect things after death the distribution, the timing, and so on. So first and foremost, if they don't have a beneficiary listed at all, which is not always the case, but it does happen. Sometimes, a lot of, when I open the accounts, it's like mandatory that you have- Someone. That line item filled out. You know, right. they don't, if I do online applications, I did it for a couple 403B clients this year, they won't let you proceed online unless you name them. So, but and that's a good that's a good restriction that they're now implementing. It wasn't always there, um, but there is also the circumstance if that individual, the primary beneficiary, predeceases the plan owner, and then there's no contingent listed, which I'm assuming is not a restriction online. Yeah. Then you you run into a problem where the estate becomes the beneficiary. And then that asset does go through the probate process. So let's do a, an example. You got a husband sure. and wife with children, and the husband is working. He gets the 401k. He puts his wife down because he's lazy and he doesn't put another contingent beneficiary. Right. They go and the wife, got, have the wife a passes. car accident, yeah. and they both pass on together. Yep. The contingent beneficiary, if there is none, is the estate. Uh, in most circumstances. Now, there are ways to finagle things here or there and post-planning uh, steps, but the estate becomes the beneficiary. Uh, it goes through the probate process, and what happens, unfortunately, is those assets, rather than being able to uh, stretch out the number of years that the payout is to the children, it gets shrunk down to uh, a shorter period, and that means taxation is a lot quicker. It's at a higher level under the estate, and ultimately, the balance that's being given to the children is a lot less than they would have had. And if this is a large account, you're, you're talking about, you know, if it, the average IRA, you know, if you work 30, 40 years or whatever it is, and you, you did a job of 
contributing to these every year, there's a good chance that you have a couple hundred thousand dollars in here. And at the time of death, you're talking about being taxed. The impact could be thousands, tens of thousands of dollars. Absolutely. If rather more. than stretching them out, because this really is going to come out on, on the margin on your taxes. And you could be paying, you know, 35, 40 percent, maybe even higher on any of the monies that you receive out of these accounts. Well, it's, it's actually going to be paid under the estate, which is a higher tax bracket typically than the individual. What is that in New York? Uh, you know, it's a gradual rate, so it's it depends on it's where you are. It's somewhere yeah. <laughs> 40%, give or take. It's it's higher, yeah. So you're losing about 40% of your inheritance to Uncle Sam. So let's try to protect listeners from that. What could they be doing here? Well, certainly we need to focus on um, who your beneficiaries should be. We've mentioned that a surviving spouse is, or a spouse is typically the first primary uh, beneficiary. If they are listed, they do get the maximum benefit, which I'm sure you've discussed in the past. Um, they get an ultimate uh, flexibility. They can roll those assets over. This is for retirement uh, yep. purposes uh, to their own IRA, and they get what's called the maximum stretch. They can take it over their life expectancy with a recalculation every year. Yeah, Not so, to get into details, but so if if it's my IRA, I pass, my wife has an IRA. Mm -hmm. She gets to transfer all of my assets into hers. She yep. doesn't have to take it out, it's still the same RMD? Same RMD, exactly. So she doesn't have to take any money out of this till she's 70 and a half, so she can use that to tax deferral, continue to grow it, and Uncle Sam, till 70 and a half, doesn't get, a, get to tax it. Well, she takes it over her lifetime. She does have to start taking the assets. Even there, though the code are, mingles. Well, there are details mine. as to if you've began your uh, RMDs yet, or if you have not. There are a lot of nuances when it comes to the retirement assets and how you take it and when you take it after death. Um, but again, the spouse, as a beneficiary, does get the maximum flexibility compared to any other beneficiary. In, in the ability to recalculate their life expectancy every year, as opposed to just ticking off one year every year. Okay. What's the next topic we want to cover well, here? Well, I think the important uh, aspect of, of our segment today is if the surviving spouse has, there either, either is no spouse or has predeceased, as you had mentioned, usually the children are the listed beneficiaries. So we have um, three main concerns when it comes to uh, the children being listed. So <clears throat> I have an IRA, I have my wife, something happens to my wife and the money's going to the children. Correct. If they're under, you know, obviously we're gonna look at age here, but under 18, they're a minor. Yeah, under 18, they're a minor. If you have minors as a children and they're the recipients of any assets, okay, now this doesn't just apply to the retirement, but any assets where you have not designated someone to be in charge of those assets for those children, we're talking now about a court proceeding and you have to go through a guardianship. A, that's very time consuming. B, it's costly. That can cost tens of thousands of dollars to the family to go through a process to figure out who's gonna be the individual managing the finances for those children. So even the name of the beneficiary is guardianship. Guard guardianship, but there's two parts to guardianship, of course. There's over the person, and that's designated under your will, um, but also over the assets, which could be under a will, under a trust. Um, you have to have both. It can be the same person, but it may not be. Uh, depending on your family circumstance, there's a chance that you're sitting. You know, you're, if you're past your your family, brothers, sisters, cousins are sitting in 
you know, in front of the judge, and the judge is going to decide, right? The Who judge should, will decide. The judge gets to decide. You don't get to decide anymore. Well, well, you're gone. You're gone. <laughs> so, so if you have enlisted the individual uh, who you want to be in charge of the finances or just the persons of your children, you know, to take care of them, um, certainly there's going to be proceedings through the courts. And you may have discord among family members who want to take different roles, uh, which can extend and the, the time and the costs of the process. Um, and in the end, the judge, the court may say, you know what, neither of you or none of you are acceptable to handle the finances. I'm going to name someone else who's not even in the family who you may have never met. And especially if there's a lot of money involved in this, there's going to be more family interest in this. And whether or not they cared for these kids while you were alive, they're going to care a little bit more if there's a, a big insurance policy or a big retirement account in there. I'm sure the other family members are going to... Uh, Take notice and maybe get a little bit more involved and say, hey, I love the kids too, right? It's a possibility, sure. You've seen that happen a couple times? It, it can happen where individuals uh, get get a little more involved uh, post-death of uh, someone who has some funds. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a short break and we're going to come back and give you a couple more tips on how to name a beneficiary. After years of thinking of Social Security as a safety net for old people, baby boomers are realizing that it'll soon be their turn to collect. Yet most people don't even know how their benefits are calculated or if the amounts are correct. Couple this with living a lot longer and you've got a recipe for a huge financial mistake. Hi, I'm Mark Lang with the Warwick Valley Financial Advisors and co-host of Wall Street to Main Street here on WTBQ. We deal with these questions every day and a lot goes into making the right decision. If you'd like help with that decision, give us a call, 981-7300. We've got two fantastic pieces that'll help you get some clarity about Social Security. The first one is the Baby Boomer's Guide to Social Security, and the second is the 2014 Social Security and Medicare Guide. So if you or someone you love is within a couple years of retirement, I encourage you to call our office and get these free guides. Call us at 845-981-7300. And when you call, let us know if you'd like to be on our list to attend our next workshop on Social Security planning. Join the Goshen Chamber of Commerce, where membership benefits include marketing services, networking opportunities, and business resources. You, your business, or service will find a home where you can share ideas and have a voice in the business community. The Goshen Chamber is a leading force in economic development and educational resources and is dedicated to helping you grow and prosper. With over 250 members, the Goshen Chamber consists of local businesses, merchants, professionals, and individuals. Annual membership is extremely affordable, starting at only $125 per year. The Chamber acts as a focal point for the business community, hosting events, sponsoring the farmer's market, and producing the Great American Weekend. Get involved, make a difference for you, your business, and your community. Join the Chamber of Goshen today. Call 845-294-7741 or visit the website at GoshenNYChamber.com. People do it every day. I can play. I can coach. I can listen. 
They do the simple, everyday things that can do the most to keep a kid off drugs. It's a fact. Kids who have something to do are less likely to do drugs. So if you can spare an hour or two, you can keep a kid off drugs. To find out about community drug prevention groups, call toll-free 1-877-KIDS-313. 1-877-KIDS-313. A public service message from the Office of National Drug Control Policy and the Ad Council. A comfortable retirement is something everybody wants to have. But planning for can be frightening. Finding someone you could trust who can make it easy to understand shouldn't be. At Warwick Valley Financial Advisors, planning is what we do, and we do it well. If you'd like to see if we can help you, call us for a free consultation, 845-981-7300. Call us for a free consultation today at 981-7300. We're located in the Clock Tower Building at 65 Main Street. Hi, this is Stacey Lawrence of the Greenwood Lake Garden Center here with my co-host. Kevin Sweeney of the Windermere Agency. We would love it if you all would join us every Friday from 11 to 12 on WTBQ for Greenwood Lake Radio. All Greenwood Lake, all the time. Good morning and welcome back to From Wall Street to Main Street. I'm Ken Ford, your host. I'm with Valerie Zamidi of Zamidi Law, and we're talking estate planning and naming beneficiaries. So I think where we left off, Ken, we were talking about uh, minors being listed uh, as the contingent beneficiaries of either life insurance or retirement assets, and that being concerned because guardianship comes into play and uh, someone being named possibly outside of your family unit. Uh, the second uh, concern is not having the ability to restrict the payout for those children should they become the beneficiaries. And the reasons why you may want some restrictions are, are uh, several, but two primary ones uh, concerns are if they are still young and just not financially uh, savvy enough or sophisticated enough. Um, well, think back when we got graduated from college. If your parents <laughs> had a million-dollar life insurance policy, what were you doing back then? And all yep. of a sudden, you were a recipient of a million dollars at the age of, I don't know, 18, 19, 20, 21. You know, parents out there, how many of your 18-year-olds out there got a lump sum of a million dollars? What would they do? Would they do proper investment planning and set themselves up for life? Or would they go and maybe squander some of this? Now, while I should say that those 19, 20, 21 year olds will have a benefit if they choose to use it of having a payout over their life expectancy, that doesn't mean they have to take it over their life expectancy. But it's their choice. It is their choice because they're the, the owner of that asset. Uh, it's an inherited IRA, so it's not technically in their name, but it is an inherited IRA, and they can take assets out faster than the required minimum distributions would be calculated as. And they could take out the entire amount, pay the tax consequence, and then just spend the money. Yeah. Well, I I read in the local paper all the time in the obituaries about young kids, and we obviously have a a new drug problem um, that wasn't around when I was there, but (laughs) they're using some heavy drugs that uh, I think there's three or four cases this year that died. So the question is, if you leave and your kid is not you know, grown up enough and they're doing stuff that probably the parents wouldn't like, how do we prevent them from taking these lump sums and doing whatever they want in the short term? The key is to make sure that your estate plan 
which then becomes the beneficiary, okay, either a trust, uh, pr presumably a trust for the children, uh, becomes the beneficiary under your retirement asset or and your life insurance. Um, that trust for which you've established your estate plan, which is your estate plan, establishes all the restrictions uh, and limitations that apply currently or could apply if certain circumstances arise. So we don't know how our children will be, you know, 10, 15, 20 years later or even longer. So we wanna make sure that there are some restrictions that allow for flexibility if certain situations arise. If there is a substance abuse uh, circumstance, that's a compelling reason to withhold a distribution. And you wanna make sure that your estate plan addresses those concerns, even if they never arise. There are possibilities and there's multiple types of compelling reasons. Someone just being under age 25 might be a reason. Um, someone, again, having a substance abuse problem. Someone of special needs. If someone's receiving government benefits and all of a sudden they're a beneficiary of assets that are now coming to them on a regular basis, that could affect their government benefits. I, I always think the best way to do this is stretch it out and give the kid a certain amount of the inheritance, whether or not it's 10%, 25% at various ages. So at the age of 25, they might be a little bit more mature. At the age of 30, they might be looking for a new home. At 40, 50, and I don't even know what the latest they stretch it out, but I would even be thinking around 60, just in case the kid never uh, put away money for retirement, that mom and dad was thinking about me. They knew that I would spend my money. And at the age of 60, there was another 25% of this. That decision solely is based on the individual parents and how they view their children and how they want to treat them. Sometimes we do an age-staggered distribution. Sometimes we protect the children fully in a, their own trust with creditor protection, lawsuit protection, divorce protection. And that, again, has flexibilities built in. But unless you sit down with an attorney and talk about your wishes and the options that are available to you and then put them down in writing and sign the documentation, you don't have that flexibility. Yeah. You don't have those uh, wishes down in writing. Well, it's about procrastination. If you're listening out there and you have not set up a will, if you have not established power of attorneys, healthcare proxies, that's what Valerie does. She can, if you have a pen there... She could be reached at 845-544-7817. She is local in Warwick. Valerie, do you offer free consultations? How, do you, how, if, does, if how someone, does it work? If someone calls me and has heard us on the radio today, I'd be glad to give them an hour free of, of my time. And then it's look at your situation and say, hey, I have not done this planning. I've been procrastinating it. Let's put it in place. You have a qualified professional to sit down and tell you what you need. Um, the worst that can happen is we sit down for an hour, we chat, you learn a little bit, and you decide to do nothing, which I hope you wouldn't do, but that's the worst of it. <laughs> yeah, well, you get a lot of these people, oh, I could do it myself, these legal online sites, right? You, you hear that all the time, right? Well, I'll tell you, I had a client uh, about uh, a year ago who had a very simple, simple estate plan in the end. But what everything we discussed with future and long-term care and all of those types of issues, he was very appreciative of the fact uh, that he sat down with me and did not go that route, which he was considering, because he realized that in the future, when he does have a question, he has a resource to come to, or his family has a question. 
Well, the Warwick community has a resource, Valerie's Zimitty. And anybody listening, just do me a favor. Go to any one of your IRAs, 401ks, annuity policies, anything else that you named a beneficiary maybe, I don't know, 5, 10, 20 years ago. Review that. You might have had a family member that fall out of your graces, maybe moved on, passed on, whatever it is. Make sure maybe it was an ex-spouse that's still sitting there. That that's probably the worst. You pass on the ex-spouse, and uh, she's getting uh, a majority of your retirement funds. You've been listening to from Wall Street to Main Street. Have a great weekend. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Hi, I'm Mark Lang with the Work Valley Financial Advisors and co-host of From Wall Street to Main Street. Today's ever-changing financial landscape requires a deep understanding of all of your financial options. And one of the most important areas is how and when to take Social Security benefits. Yet most people don't even know how the benefits are calculated. If you couple this with living longer, you've got a recipe for a huge financial mistake. Hi, I'm Mark Lang with the Warwick Valley Financial Advisors and co-host of From Wall Street to Main Street here on WTBQ. We deal with these questions every day, and a lot goes into making the right decision. We'd like to help you to make the best decision you can. We've got two fantastic pieces that'll help to give you some clarity in this area. The first is the Baby Boomer's Guide to Social Security, and the second is our 2014 Social Security and Medicare Guide. So if you or someone you love is within a couple of years of retirement, I encourage you to call our office and get these free guides, 981-7300. Oh yeah. Let us know if you'd like to be on our list to attend our next workshop on Social Security planning. So, Violet, tell us about your party. Well, the whole family was there. Well, Marcus called me this morning. Needed money? My grandson's just like that. Probably doesn't visit, though. Helps me every Saturday in the yard. How about you, hon? Do you see the grandkids? Well, not often enough. Oh, that's too bad. I did get a letter yesterday. Family, isn't it about time? What did it say? Mm, I love you. Oh. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You know if you'll have enough money to live on during your retirement? Hi, I'm Ken Ford with the Warwick Valley Financial Advisors and host of From Wall Street to Main Street. When speaking with people who are about to retire, their biggest fear is running out of money in retirement. Most tell me that they've never sat down to figure out if their retirement is safe. We listen to your goals and review your entire situation so we can customize a strategy, especially for you. We're located in the Clock Tower building here in Warwick. For a free consultation, give us a call, 981-7300.